This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Snap to Carr on the shotgun, back to pass, climbs the pocket, eyes downfield, fires a strike to Devontae, the 25, breaks away 20, 15, 10, 5, dives, touchdown Raiders! And it's dropped on the field, Raiders pops on top of it, Butler loses on it. it, it's still loose! Pittman fell back on it, if it's a fumble, he got back on the football yes, field. Yes he did! Just fall on the football! Blink, we came into this game, and really, it's felt like this for the last couple of weeks, like these are must-wins. This felt like a got-to-have. And today, they had a much better second half than first again. But as Matt Ryan takes that final knee, unfortunately, the result's the same. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. We got Connor Orr from SI.com, Monday morning quarterback. He'll be joining us at 4.30. Vinny Bonsignor may join us, may not. I don't know. He's he's at the tire shop right now, so sometimes duty calls. He's got to do what he's got to do. But uh, he'll hit me up if he has an opportunity. Again, he's got a piece out right now. Sources, Raiders' frustration grows over Waller's absence. Of course, we had Ed Graney on from the RJ earlier talking about Mark Davis giving the, uh, you know, the vote of confidence to head coach Josh McDaniels. Uh, there's a lot of... There's a lot going on right now around the silver and black, and Derek Carr gave his, uh, you know, emotional statements at the, at, the, uh, at, at the podium last night. Devontae Adams said what he had to say in the locker room. Of course, we don't know exactly who, who's not doing what as far as the, the Raiders and, and, the, and the buy-in goes, and maybe at some point we'll know, and maybe we won't. We did get a text from the 408 to that point. Why not speculate? Get Mike Pritchard back on. He wasn't scared to. Why tell us how important locker room access is to bring us info, but times like this, you guys scared to tell us who or what's going on with certain players. And thank you so much for the text from the 408. I love it. And I, I, love, I love feedback. I do. And I understand the frustrations. And I understand right now when the team is 2-7, and seven, it is Raider Nation Radio's fault they are 2-7, and seven, right? It is our fault that they are 2-7. and seven. So I get the – I get the – what do they say, the um, expressing and the deflecting towards us? I get it. But what good, and I, I'm asking this in all sincerity, what good would it be for me to say, I think this is the player that Derek Carr is talking about, or this could be the player, or maybe this is the player? What would that, get, what would that provide? I mean, I'm serious. I'm not being a smartass at all. I'm asking a serious question. If Derek Carr says, we'll keep that internal, but everyone's not bought in, why would I come out and say, oh, well, he's talking about this player if I don't know? And actually, if you say Mike Pritchard wasn't scared to, I don't think Mike Pritchard would ever recklessly just throw someone's name out there. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So if I randomly throw someone's name out there, if I say Joe Schmo's not bought in, and then come to find out Joe Schmo's the hardest working cat on the team, then I look like an idiot. And then you really think that I'm just making up stuff. So I don't understand what you would want, what, why you would want me just to throw, pull a name out the hat. This ain't, this ain't a raffle, right? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So why, why would we do that? Why would you want me to do that? I mean, if you want me just to, you know, whisper some sweet nothings to you, that's fine. But it just doesn't make any sense. It and really, locker room access does also does not mean that the players are just willingly, voluntarily giving up their deepest, darkest thoughts on the team. I mean, if I tell you that I walk in the locker room and it's, it, you can feel the, the tension in there. That tells you a lot. That tells you that there's some issues going on. I don't have to specifically say, 
uh, this player across the, the, the locker room and that player across the locker room without knowing. Now, if I know for facts, it's different. If I witness something, I could tell you. But I'm not going to make up something, manufacture it just to be, again, going back to Skip Bayless. I, I could do that if I want to be Skip. I don't. That's lame. And I know it's entertaining for some, but it's not real. So why would, why would anyone want that? That doesn't make any sense to me. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to Chris and Henderson. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Oh, hey, man. Hey, thanks for taking my call, brother. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, January 22nd, uh, 1984, last time the Raiders were in a Super Bowl, 38 years ago. Luckily for me, I'm 51. I saw my team as the Raiders. I had a great youth growing up. Some of these people listening to your show, man, I've never even had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you the reason why. Right now, I called the earlier show that's on the same radio station. I think his name's JT the Hack. I told him week two that uh, this team's not a good team and Derek Carr is not a good leader. And talking about having fun on Sundays, Devontae Adams sure wishes he was back in uh, the Packland because they had a hell of a comeback because, number one, they got a great leader that runs that team like a corporation and just has, has a man hand on that team. Now we're talking 38. Now we're going Without Super Bowl, brother. Something's got to change. I think Mark Davis is weak as well. All right, man. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew th- I knew that was coming. I was just waiting. I knew there was going to be some shots fired at the owner, man. And Look, the owner's done everything he can to put people in position to do their job. That's all he's done. So I'm not going to take any shots at, at the owner. I'm not going to take any shots at coworkers. Uh, I mean, man, I mean, that's, you know. JT- the Packers won that game because McCarthy basically gifted it to him. I, I don't know. I was I wasn't. Oh no, but it wasn't like game. Aaron. Was, it wasn't was just working. like Aaron Rodgers. Like okay, you lead a comeback, but then Mike McCarthy makes a Mike McCarthy type of decision on fourth down. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mean, know. It's just one of those. Things, oh, Aaron Rodgers is just so great. Two weeks ago, people were talking about yeah, he's done after this season. <laughs> like it's every everything swings on a win. Which nah, just like take it that's, easy. That's just the nature of the beast. But I mean, again, we don't have to take personal shots at anybody either on the radio station or any owner of the team. I mean, that doesn't. To me, that's uh, – I don't know. Maybe I'm the wrong breed. Maybe I'm not the guy you're looking for. Uh, that's just not my – that's not my mental makeup. I don't, I don't need to take shots at anybody. But, uh, yeah, feel free feel free to, <laughs> to chime in. Uh, let's see. What else? Who else we got up next, Damon? Dino? Yeah, Dino let's get Dino in Toronto on. Dino in Toronto, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Damon? What's up, Q? Love you guys, man. Uh, you know, we don't have the NFL up in Canada, so, I mean, I'm just grateful that uh, we got Raider Nation Radio because it's all Raiders all the time. And, I mean, how special is that? Uh, yesterday's loss, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, uh, probably one of the worst ones I've ever experienced. I've been a fan since 1976. Uh, uh, I've seen all three Super Bowls. I've seen some success in this franchise. But uh, a couple takeaways from yesterday that I saw. Uh, first of all, that kid that got his chance to play yesterday, Sam. Um, Sam Webb. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think we might have I think we might have stumbled onto another another steal here. Uh, I've been waiting for this kid to play. I mean, I just look at his size and his height and his length. I mean, uh, and you know, yesterday was his first real start, I believe. I mean, the kid played well. Uh, Josh Jacobs to me. I mean, uh, yesterday, Q, you tweeted something out yesterday, and I replied, "Man, pay this man." <laughs> I mean, I hope they keep this kid. Uh, he's just a baller, man. I mean, yeah. this guy comes to play. Lunch bucket, you know, hard hat, you know you know, work boots, 
I mean, just uh, just unbelievable. Anyways, it was a tough loss. I mean, uh, listening to what everyone's saying, all I'm going to say is the following. I mean, listen, Derek Carr is not the second coming of Joe Montana. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. You can win with Derek Carr. Um, all you have to do is look at Matthew Stafford uh, for the Rams. Uh, look what guys like Kirk Cousins have done. I mean, I just I just think this kid. I mean, he's uh, he's he's definitely got the talent. He's he's definitely got the skills. Um, and and I think that yesterday we just saw him kind of break down. Man, nine years, seven seven coaches, seven coordinators. Not making excuses for the guy, but anyways, I mean, it was a tough loss. Uh, and the only thing I'm going to say about the coaching staff is the following. I mean, you know, everyone says you are what your record is. I mean, Josh McDaniels, man, you are what your record is, man. I mean, you're a losing head coach. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say uh, these, guys, these guys get pissed off when they lose to a, 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 a subpar team. But, I mean, you lost to an OC who was the assistant to the assistant's assistant <laughs> seven right. days ago, man. I mean, and he made you look like, I don't know. So I mean, these guys got to take some ownership too, man. I'm, I'm sure, sure. I'm sure these guys are smart. Uh, everyone's got an ego. It's a, it's a man's game. I mean, uh, but um, it was it was a tough one, man. If anything, I don't know. I hope we hit bottom. I, I just hope that this team can just come back and 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 find a way to win. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming that uh, the season is pretty much done. I don't think there's playoffs there. I mean, I am I am a diehard Raider fan. I'm always going to think about that, but realistically, anyhow. I just believe that uh, we hit rock bottom yesterday. There, there is some positive things that we saw yesterday too, and uh, let's see what they can do. I mean, I just—it's uh, frustrating, man. It's frustrating. For sure. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you listening uh, the, up there in Toronto. And yeah, I mean, you're right. When it comes to head coach Josh McDaniels, he's got a lot to prove as a head coach. I mean, he can have all the rings he wants as an OC, right? But as a head coach, the record's just not there. And like you said, you are what your record says you are, and he knows that. He's very well aware of that, right? And so he's got a lot to prove. And, you know, at some point, it's either going to be put up or shut up time. It's either going to happen or it's not going to happen, regardless if it's this year or, or next year or, or whatever, you know, whenever whenever Mark Davis decides that, hey, this is, this is you know, this is what you've got to get done and how you've got to get it done in a certain period that you've got to get it done in. Because, again, everybody is evaluated. This is a business on all levels. On the football field, in the front office, everywhere. I mean, it's all an evaluation. This is a, a, a production-based business. When you produce really well, you get rewarded really well. When you don't produce very well, you get fired. I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's the same thing in our business. Our business here at the radio station is the most um, not job secure ever. We have the least amount of job security. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, you get fired. Simple as that. So it's all about production. What you produce is what... It's, what, it's who you are. It's, that, it's, it's just that simple. Connor Orr, SI.com, will join us at 4.30 and kind of touch on that. He'll talk on that as well. He uh, put out a Monday morning quarterback piece that I thought was really good, so we got an opportunity to get him on the phone lines. We also have some more uh, sound bites with, uh, with head coach Josh McDaniels from uh, earlier today. As a matter of fact, Damon, why don't you go ahead and uh, play us the soundbite with uh, him talking about uh, meetings with Mark Davis because it's been reported a few times about – uh, Joshua Daniels and Mark Davis meeting after the game, and sometimes it's a little bit longer meeting than others, and so it leads to a lot of speculation. Again, well, he lets it be known that they meet after every game, and that's nothing new. So here's uh, head coach Joshua Daniels talking with Mark Davis about Mark Davis. We meet every every week after every game, including the preseason. So I I want to make sure I I you know there's no uh, that's a normal occurrence for us. Um, he's been great. 
He's been great. Um, he has the same urgency that uh, that we all do, if not more. Um, he's been here a long time. He's seen this uh, when it's been good, and 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 he wants to win as bad or worse than anybody else does, you know. And he feels the frustration at the same time. He's been incredibly supportive, and um, you know, and that's important, obviously, as you go forward. But um, you know, we're all here because of him, you know, and we want to do well for him, and we want to do right by him, and so. Um, he has whatever, whatever he feels, um, I want to know what it is. You know, I think that's my, my role, my job is I hope I always, you know, uh, understand where he's at and he doesn't, he doesn't hide anything from us. And, uh, I appreciate the way he leads and his support. Um, and you feel his urgency to try to do whatever he can do to help us, uh, get to where we want to be as fast as we can be there. And I don't know what else I could ask from. There you go, head coach Josh McDaniels right there just talking about the meetings with Mark Davis and the fact that the owner is supportive. And, of course, you know, when we talked to Ed Graney earlier today, uh, the owner supported Josh McDaniels. And when he talked to Paul Gutierrez, the owner supported Josh McDaniels. Now, things could change, right? Things could turn on ahead real quick, fast, and hurry. They've got eight games left. So I'm sure if there's some embarrassment more than what happened on Sunday, because that is embarrassing. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you that that was embarrassing to lose to a coach that's never coached. And I, I know that that's kind of overblown because he's still a guy that figures out how to lead men. You know, Jeff Saturday, the one thing I do know about him is he's a guy that is going to be passionate. He's going to get the troops fired up. And he, it's not like he went in there and changed the game plan or anything. He went in there and leaned on Gus Bradley and leaned on his OC. Now, the one thing that I will say, that OC – not ever having to call plays before. And he wasn't even the first guy that they wanted to call plays. He actually was put in there because the guy that they wanted to call plays wanted to get paid extra money for it, and they weren't willing to pay him. So they're like, all right, well, you won't do it? Hell, we can get DeMond to do it. DeMond will do it. The, I think the bigger thing for that team yesterday was starting Matt Ryan. Yeah, not, I don't want to speculate on oh, no, what would have happened what, to Sam, you know but I funny? do think that's no. the, that was the bigger, hey, that a former was. MVP, you go out there and run the offense. No, you know what? That was a big deal, and I remember JT had mentioned that earlier in the week. He said, matter of fact, when we did the Raider Roundtable, we do it every Tuesday at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, so we'll do it again tomorrow. He mentioned before we even started recording it, as soon as we found out about Jeff Saturday, he said, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Ryan is starting, and they just say, hey, you go out there and do what you do. And when I walked onto the field, it was me, Paul, and Willie Ramirez. We walked onto the field yesterday before the game, and we saw Ryan warming up, and we saw Sam Ellinger warming up. And I looked at Paul, and Paul looked at me, and I was like, I don't know, man. He's, he's getting a lot of reps. And then Charlie, our, our good friend Charlie Clifford, who was on the show on, on, on Friday talking about the Colts, he walked up to me and said, Matt Ryan is playing. And I said, when? And he said, if not starting, it'll be very early. Like, very early. like he, he just, And that's what he told me straight up. And then Matt Ryan got the start. So there was that. But uh, I think that was one of the big things that Jeff Saturday did. It's like, hey, man, Sam Ellinger can't get it done. He hasn't even thrown an NFL touchdown. I'm going to lean on the guy that's been there done that before. And he did. And Matt Ryan ripped off a 39-yard run, which is incredible. I couldn't even run 39 yards without anybody chasing me. I might, I might fall out about 25 yards in. I might be like, man, I'm sure I'm tired. <laughs> what made it look so bad is that he did look like he was moving in slow motion. Yeah. It was almost like, you ever see the video, it's like an old man or a kid, and he's playing with the team, and they're just like, oh, they're going to let him score a touchdown. Right. That's what it looked like in an actual NFL game. It was like, look at him go. Right. Isn't this a nice story? No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Let's, uh, let's get one call in, and, um, and then Vinny's ready if you want to go to Vinny as well. Uh, Vinny is ready, so you can hit him up. We're doing a little producing on the fly here. That's how we roll here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So uh, let's go to what uh, Evan and Marietta. What's on your mind, my man? 
Hey, Q, uh, just want to let you know, I appreciate you and Damon. I mean, you're kind of a lifeline for Raider fans. Uh, just a couple points. Uh, one, I really love Mark Davis. And John F. Kennedy wrote a book, Profiles and Courage. And when everybody's, you know, calling for someone's head, you know, uh, Mark Davis is a great owner, even though I don't agree with him, uh, to basically stand, stand up for Josh and Daniels when no one else will. So, I mean, I'll take Mark Davis over any of the other owners in the NFL. So I, I, nice. I love him. And I appreciate him. I appreciate you. I know this is not easy. Uh, just a couple things. Um, uh, you know, Josh McDaniel, I, he's got to get rid of the Patriot way. Same with Ziegler. I mean, I'll give you two examples. Alec Ingold, loved him. He was a Raider. Uh, and then Josh Jacobs not giving the fifth-year option. I think they should have picked it up. I think it would have been some good foresight. They need to get rid of this Patriot way um, because all these Patriot players – haven't done squat for them. And I was one of the ones who agree with you. I thought this was going to be tremendous. I love what they have to say. Now they look, now they're eating humble pie. This is the lowest I've been in 40 years as a Raider fan, but it can only go up. So I'm looking at the bright side. I mean, it can't get any worse. And I'm glad that Mark Davis has stood up for their, their coach because, Hey, we're going to be with him for a while. Um, we might as well give him some support. And I was one of the ones calling, you know, I, I don't, I don't really believe in him, but we have to support him. Because our owner's supporting him, and I really appreciate Mark Davis as an owner. You can have Jim Ursay. Listen to the press conference if you want an owner like that. You can have Dan Snyder. Give me a break. Mark yeah. Davis, um, he has done a great job in many ways, and he's still learning maybe. And, and yeah, look at this, uh, the, the women's basketball. He did a great job there, and they won their championship. I have faith in him. I have confidence. Uh, I'll be a Raider for life, and uh, I appreciate what you do very much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate the call, my man. And, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. That's what gets me excited is the fact that uh, Mark Davis did everything he could to make sure that the women, the aces, the LV aces, were in good position to win. He went out and spent the money to get the best coach out there that was available in Becky Hammond. And in one year, boom, all of a sudden they're hoisting the trophies. So uh, I know that it doesn't work like that in the NFL. You don't get that kind of quick, fast, in a hurry, instant gratification. I wish you did. That'd be fantastic. But, you know, at least he's shown the willingness to make it happen. You know, he's, he's done some really good things. So I just got to give him a lot of credit. And, again, I'll go back to it all the time. I give him a lot of credit for not being the guy that's basically forcing himself into every conversation. Like, Mark Davis doesn't talk with the media after every game like Jerry Jones. He's not the one holding court. He's not doing that stuff. I can appreciate that because, man, yeah, he ends up being the headline, right? I mean, Jerry Jones ends up being the headline there in Dallas. He, he'll have more people in front of him or around him in a little circle outside the locker room than the players will have in the locker room. And that's just – making it all about him. And I get it. He's the owner, so he can do that. And he's a powerful owner. But, man, I can appreciate that Mark Davis says, hey, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I'm going to put the people in position that know and are supposed to know what they're doing to do what they're supposed to do. Do their job. <laughs> Got a text for the 661. Q would fall five yards in and say it was the wind that pushed him. Probably. Probably. Hey, look, man. <laughs> I'm just happy that I made it to 46. Man, I'm 46 years old. I'm feeling all right about myself, right? I'm okay. So <laughs> I may I may fall a couple times. We got Trey in Kansas City fired a slug at me, which is cool. I appreciate that. He said, DB skills is your knee healed prime time. Get the F out of here. Trey in Kansas City. No, nah, it wasn't my knee. My knee, believe it or not, after two ACL surgeries, my knees are fine. It was my hand that I tore up when I fell when Vegas just gave me the infamous push. So, Yeah. And no, I don't have any DB skills right now. Against DeMond, sure. Against Vegas Jets, sure. <laughs> I 
I, I never claimed I never claimed I really have some DV skills. Matter of fact, I always go back to the one time when I was playing for the Fresno Pirates, man. We were playing this team up in the Bay. I forget what their name. Oh, the Pacific Islanders. How could I forget? Boy, they were a team. It's so funny. It was a windy day, and all I could think of is, oh, they're not even going to throw the ball today. It's going to be great. And I remember the, the other DB that I was playing with was like, yeah, they don't throw the ball very much. Plus, it's windy. The ball's going to hang up. So we have an opportunity to cheat. We can, you know, we can try to jump a couple routes. I was like, yeah, it's great. I'm going to get an interception. In my mind, in my mind, I was going to do some great things. Man. My mind, I was going to be fantastic. I was already thinking about my choreographer dance that I was going to do when I scored. I was, man, I was good to go. Man. We were down by the end zone, and there's actually film of this, which is ridiculous. I'm the dude in the red sleeves. Imagine that, right? I had the red sleeves on. I, uh, I didn't have any wide receiver in my zone. So, you know, you're supposed to stay in your zone. That's the rule. Stay in your zone. If nothing's there, something's coming your way sooner rather than later. Don't get out of your zone. Ah, man, they ain't going to throw that ball. I'm going to cheat over a little bit. I cheated over to the middle of the end zone just enough. Next thing I know, that ball went right over my head. My man standing right in the corner, right where I was supposed to be. So, (laughs) yeah, the DB skills, nah, that was at 31. So I know at 46, I sure ain't even trying to do nothing. Against DeMond, sure. Jess, sure. Regular players, guys that actually are worth the salt, Hell no. 421 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll try to grab Vinny Bonsignor. I think he's going to join us to talk about his piece that he put out on the RJ. And then we got Connor Orr. So we're going to go boom, boom, boom. Quick, fast, and in a hurry here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And it seems like each and every week, Vinny Bonsignor joins us a little bit earlier and earlier in the week because there's always something going on, and he does join us on the phone lines right now. And, Vinny, I just wanted to have you on a couple minutes. I was checking out your piece, Sources. Raiders' frustration grows over Waller's absence. And we heard the emotions from Derek Carr. We heard Devontae Adams in the locker room. Uh, I've said many times, even though people that listen to the show want me to speculate, I will not speculate. But this is from Sources. This isn't you speculating. So what can you tell us about the piece that you put out about frustration? over Waller being out yeah um, it, it, it definitely frustration growing that um, you know the basically the sense is he's not doing everything he needs to do uh, to get himself on the football field and uh, either that or maybe it's time just to get on the football field you know what I'm saying so um, there's a lot of guys that are putting in all the work uh, to get out there and to play and to be available and, and you know there's a hamstring issue that has kept uh, Darren out for basically five games, the last five games, and three more, that'll be eight games, that he'll have missed uh, before he's eligible to come off the uh, injured list. And at a time when the Raiders need uh, everybody out there, especially their core pieces, uh, there's a feeling like, Darren, um, it's time to get out on the football field. Obviously, that's not going to happen regardless because he is on the injured reserve list, but it sounded like they were kind of, you know, um, frustrated and said, all right, well, we're not going to keep going through this every week trying to get you ready and hoping that you're ready only for you to not to be uh, ready. We'll just put you on the injured reserve list and hope to get you back when we can. But there's definitely frustration over this. No doubt about it. And look, uh, uh, Derek obviously said what he said about everyone not being, you know, doing everything that they can, uh, you know, and, and one, one uh, not source, but one uh, quote that stood out to Ed Grady was about the doing everything that they can to even sleep at night, do whatever they have to do with their body to be able to practice and be out there and give give it their all. Does it feel like to you from what you're hearing and the people you're talking to, he was talking about Darren in that, in that, uh, in, in, in that little spot there? 
Well, not necessarily in terms of, you know, do what you have to do in, in terms of, you know, uh, falling asleep and stuff like that. I think what Derek was saying was, you know, there's a lot of people in here that are going to, you know, uh, maximum levels to make sure that they're out there uh, with their teammates. And we need everybody on board. Was he talking about Darren Waller? Uh, I think it's safe to say that part of it is about Darren Waller. Not to say that he needs to be taking anything or anything like that. He was right, just right, using right. that as, a, as an example of, hey, a lot of people are doing um, a lot of things just to be out there to practice. And we need everybody to be of that mindset. Whatever it is that you have to uh, do to get ready for a, a game and to, and, to, and to fight to get on the field, and a lot of that is treatment and you know putting in the time and, and just wanting to be out there, um, I think that's where the frustration is. Um, and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of, hey, uh, this shouldn't have been this long. You should be back by now. Um, I'm not going to put any words in anybody's mouth in that regard, but it sure seems like uh, there's a feeling inside that locker room, basically, that we're out here. It's time for you to be out here as well. Talking right now with Vinny Bonsignor here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, you know, I don't want to ask you questions where, like, I'm leading to an answer or anything because, I, I again, I don't know, and I've always said that, you know, speculating is reckless. So, you know, I just ask you questions, and if, you know, if that's where your conversation goes, cool, or that's what you're hearing, cool. But, like I said, I never want to just throw something out there and hoping that it sticks. Uh, we heard the reports about, you know, the Green Bay Packers reaching out to the Raiders in an effort to try to trade for Darren Waller. Obviously, the Raiders didn't do that. They see him as a part of the future. Do you think – how much of the how much do you think is frustration with, hey, we didn't give you the contract extension and you're still not available? I'm sure that has a little bit to do with it. But I think from player to player, um, you know, uh, I don't think the money or anything like that has anything to do with it. It's more – um, you know, we're, we're all putting it on the line here. You see what the situation is. Uh, we need you. Uh, we need everybody. We need all our playmakers uh, out here. You know, and, the, and then, you know, for people to underestimate how much not having Darren Waller hurts, um, I think you're underestimating that is essentially what I'm saying. It's, he's a right. big part of this. They need all their players. When you, it's a different offense when Darren Waller's not out there. That's pretty obvious. And that's not an excuse. It's the reality of the situation. If you took Travis Kelsey – off the field for the Kansas City Chiefs, you want to, they're going to feel that loss, you know, especially in season when you can't replace them or go out and sign somebody, you know, or, or trade for somebody like you can in the offseason. This is an in-season type of a thing. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's because of the money that there's more, you know, uh, frustration. It's just time to go, you know, yeah. um, and the season is slipping away. And, and uh, you know, again, he's going to miss three games, three more games regardless. So there's really not anything anybody can do right now. But I do wonder if, if that was just sort of the last straw, like, look, we can't keep going through this every week, trying to hope that you're going to be out there, get you out to practice on a limited basis, then come Sunday, you know, hope that you're going to be out there, um, put you on into reserve, and, and when you're ready to go, let us know. Final question, and we just got a couple seconds, Vinny. As far as the locker room goes, you know, obviously everyone's not on the same page. That's obviously, you know, clear to everybody from what Carr said, what Adam said, what multiple guys said, including uh, Josh McDaniels when he talked about the inactives, you know, with Butler and, uh, and Farrell Jr. both being inactive due to basically discipline. At this stage of the game, man, what do they do to kind of get that locker room that seems to be fractured, get it back together? Oh, boy, and you might as well throw Clee Farrell in there uh, yeah. as well because he, yeah. he was inactive as well. So, um, you know, you just got to – you know, we, I know we've been talking about it on our show, and I know fans want to – what are the leaders doing? What are they saying? You know, I, 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 I'm telling you right now, 
it gets to a point where they get tired of talking about it all the time. They get tired of having to be the guy that gets the other guy to get going. It's, it's on everybody individually uh, to do what they have to do, whether it's studying or rehabbing or, um, you know, getting in the weight room, uh, what, getting on the field and practicing. Um, and, and so I'm sure that that's wearing thin on some of these leaders, that not everybody's following in line or following in line. And here's the thing, you know, some people think that, oh, I'm doing everything I can, when in reality you're not, you know, um, and it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you not aware of what it really takes to, to, to win at this level and to be on top of things uh, at this level. It sounds like there's a little bit of a discord uh, in that locker room between those who do and those who haven't quite gotten it yet. And I think trying to get everybody on the same page, I'm not so sure that's possible anymore uh, at this stage of the season. I think it's more likely uh, when it's all said and done, guys are going to get shipped out or moved on and get replaced and try to find guys that are on the same page in that regard. And that's all you can really do. Again, Vinny's piece is out on the RJ right now. Raiders' frustration grows over Waller's absence. Really good stuff. Vinny, thanks for hopping on impromptu just to kind of uh, give us a little brief uh, insight behind your piece. Great stuff as always on the RJ. We'll check you out tomorrow morning on the morning tailgate. Absolutely, guys. Have a great show. All right, thanks, Vinny. Vinny Bonsignor right there. Johnny on the spot. We appreciate his time. Again, check out his piece. Raiders' frustration grows over Waller's absence, and he gave us a nice little preview of it. 4.30 is the time. Take a quick break. Come back. Connor Orr, SI.com. He'll join the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. The Underground Lounge is where we're at. Inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Come on by here for Monday Night Football. We're here every single Monday night. Got a lot of prizes, including one more 2023 Hooters calendar. Fellas, you need to come get this. For planning purposes only. Planning purposes only. You know, just make sure you have the next year. It's not the pictures of the pictures, but it's, you know, you got to make sure you have planning purposes. You got to get your 2023 calendar. So we got you. Come on by, get hooked up. Join us now on the phone lines uh, from SI.com. Monday morning quarterback is Connor Orr. We definitely appreciate your time, Connor, and your piece. It is unforgivable that Josh McDaniel's Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday's Colts. And all week long, Connor, I told anyone who would listen, they had no business losing that game on Sunday to the Colts. But I said there was a chance that they could, but they really didn't have any business. Well, we know how it all shook out. They end up losing. So when you put out that piece, I, I had to reach out and get you on the show. What I mean from a from a distance, what did what did you see from that game and, and the fact that Jeff Saturday was able to go into Las Vegas, into Allegiant Stadium, and find a way to motivate his guys to a victory? You know, I, I I'm interested to kind of discover as the weeks go on what, if anything, he actually had to do with it. And I think really the story of this game is that for some reason, Frank Reich wasn't able to unbench Matt Ryan, but Jeff Saturday is able to unbench Matt Ryan. And I think that means a lot in the grand scheme of things. I think Parks Frazier is a smart young play caller, and you had Gus Bradley. So, I mean, you know, optically it's a horrible thing for the Ra- for, to have happened to the Raiders, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable making it a Jeff Saturday story at this point because I really, we don't know how much he had to do with that, if, if anything, you know. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And you talked about Parks Frazier and the fact that he was the OC calling the plays. Uh, Connor, in your piece, he wasn't even the first one they wanted. You know, he was, uh, you know, he was a little bit down the line to call the plays. Uh, I mean, just how unprecedented is it that a guy goes in there with no experience and gets it done like he did? Uh, I mean, with Parks, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, 
I, I'm sure he was privy to how the game plan was put together in the past. And anybody that's on an offensive staff, I don't care if you're the wide receivers coach, the running backs coach, quarterbacks coach, you're not actually coaching those position players. You're just like an associate offensive coordinator. And so it, it's, it's far-flung, it's ridiculous, it shouldn't have happened, but I think that there are probably two or three people in every building that are capable of calling plays on Sunday. The Colts just happen to have to reach pretty deep in the basket in order to get one. Yeah, they found their guy. They found their guy. At least on Sunday, they found their guy. Again, Connor Orr is our guest from SI.com, Monday morning quarterback here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, you know, Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis came out earlier today and said he's doing a good job. I mean, obviously, he doesn't mean the 2-7 and seven record, but he means just doing with what he's got to work with and trying to put this team together. But, I mean, how bad does that look when McDaniels does lose? And does that make you feel like the, I don't know, I guess the wheels are falling off of, of what the Raiders got going on? Well, it's hard, right? I mean, I think that I think we all saw Derek Carr. I think we all heard Devontae Adams yesterday. And, you know, this is what I'm kind of thinking about today, right? You know, if, if Derek Carr ends up taking the blame for this in terms of, you know, the Raiders moving on from him, because someone is going to get scapegoated for this season. It's just how this, the NFL works. There's going to have to be a, a change. And whether that's coach, GM, I doubt it. Quarterback, probably more likely because of the contract. Um, you know, someone's going to pay the price for this. And if Derek Carr goes down, how does Devontae Adams feel about that? Because he just left Green Bay in a pretty ideal situation for himself, turned down some extra money to be there and to play with Derek Carr. And so I, I think that this can get stickier before it gets smoother. And, uh, you know, Mark Davis is really going to have to trust his instincts here. Something that I wanted to go back to, what you said about the Colts is, excuse me, Jeff Saturday had the ability to get Matt Ryan off the bench. And I saw some reports that, hey, he was finally healed up from a shoulder injury. Was it more of that he was benched by Frank Wright and less of a shoulder injury that he had? I think he was benched by Jim Ursay. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that that's really the indication that I received. And I think, uh, you know, I've seen some other reports that have confirmed that. You know, I think that really Jim Ursay has started to put his hands on the wheel of this organization it was about six months ago, and he felt that it wasn't going according to plan. And to see Sam Mellinger, I mean, that was his idea. And so for some reason, you know, Jeff Saturday gets to undo that and then propel the team to victory. And I just feel like it's a little bit convenient in terms of how that timeline worked out. When it comes to owners in the NFL, is that something that has a precedent where an owner can just say, hey, I want to make this move? Because we've been getting a lot of calls here. People say, Mark Davis should do this. He should do that. Uh, is Jim Irsay just more of a hands-on owner or more owners just like, hey, I want to see that quarterback starting? I think if we were to ever give every coach in the NFL truth serum and ask them why certain things are done, I think we would get a lot of answers to some pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't think it's that co- uh, uncommon, I should mm-hmm. say. I think major free agency decisions, draft crazy draft picks, a lot of that stuff is owners coming in at the zero hour and pretending they understand football. So I think right. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's a, that's a crazy thing by any stretch of the imagination. Talking right now with Connor Orr here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So as far as the Raiders go, they have eight games left this season. It's an evaluation season, obviously. Uh, they're trying to build something, Josh McDaniels, where it's not mine. Uh, how, do, how does he go about the next eight games, and even at the very least, trying to repair a locker room that clearly is not all on the same page? I think that's the first step. I mean, you know, I mentioned it at the bottom of the piece. I think the thing that probably bothers me the most is, 
Um, and I, I forget who it was that was on the sideline report for that game, but uh, she did a great job and noted that really in between plays, uh, in between play series for the offense, there were kind of these loud screaming back and forth and then just complete silence until the next time they went on the field. And I don't care who you are. I mean, that's, that's not how a team should sound. That's not how a team should act. And I think if you're Josh McDaniels, there's a lot of emotional intelligence that needs to come into play here. Like, what have I done wrong up to this point? And what can I do to sort of fix this? Because, you know, like I said, I, there's a lot of possibilities as to why this game happened the way that it did. But I think if you're taking the stance of an NFL player whose livelihood is on the line, you're probably sitting there and just wondering, like, hey, this guy can't beat Jeff Saturday. Is he really going to be able to get me to where I need to go in my career and earn me some money? Right, or, you know, beat Andy Reid when push comes to shove because that's ultimately what they have to do, right, in the AFC West. And, you know, kind of the one thing about it is it, it kind of makes me scratch my head when I think about the the locker room and it not all being together, especially because, you know, the uh, the, the the team put together some guys, brought guys in the locker room that were McDaniels guys, guys from New England, guys they have familiarity with, and it seems like they can't even really keep the glue together and keep the pieces together. That, to me, is is, is very troubling. It's, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's full scale indicative of what we saw with Matt Patricia in Detroit. I'm not ready to go that far. And I don't think, I think they approach this with far less arrogance. I'm talking about McDaniels and, uh, and, and Ziegler. Like, I, I don't think there was that kind of know it allism when they mm-hmm. came in here. I just think that they probably fell into some of the same traps and made some of the same mistakes. And unfortunately, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to, it's a tough ship to write, you know, and yeah. we haven't seen many coaches do it with a great deal of consistency. No, no, we haven't. And so that's going to be, that's the big word, you know, consistency. Can the team uh, offensively, defensively be consistent at any point? It really doesn't feel like they've done that yet this season. Again, we're talking with Connor Orr from SI.com here on Raider Nation Radio 920. DeMond's got one for you. Back in January, we had you on, and you had a list of the Raiders being one of the best coaching opportunities that are out there in open head coaching jobs. From what they've been able to do this offseason and to what's been happening in the regular season with the debacle, do you think it's been more of the roster that they constructed, or was it just fool's gold and maybe this roster, the playoff run, was more of just, hey, a team that rallied together and not a team that was a complete team? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I, I, I think – you know, I've, I've asked some people who understand the game far more than me, and I think that they're just as confused as I am in terms of, like, yeah, there's some good players here, but you're also starting some practice squad caliber guys. I know that happens everywhere in the NFL, but is it more severe here in Las Vegas in, in terms of key positions? Does it limit what you can do, especially defensively? I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, that's ultimately a question for – for Mark Davis, but it's it's tough. I mean, like you said, you go out and you get Devontae Adams, and this is the product. And uh, you know, you had to know when you made that move that you were kind of you know writing the check that you needed to cash. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, Connor. We we had so many conversations with you know people calling in or whatever the case may be, and they said, "Oh, well, it's going to be a rebuild, rebuild." And I said, "Yeah, but you don't go and get Devontae Adams to rebuild anything." So it almost feels like. There was a plan, and then all of a sudden now it feels like there's a plan to the plan. Like it just had to be amended because of whatever reason that is. Are you getting that same sense as well or no? Yeah, I mean, you don't rebuild, um, you don't rebuild with 30-year-old, 30 30-plus-year-old 30 guys. I mean, you know, Chandler Jones and, and Devontae Adams, and, you know, you don't spend draft equity. You know, you acquire draft equity when right. you're trying to rebuild. And so there's, I mean, 
Mark Davis is going to have to decide after the season because they are going to need to do this at some point. They're going to need to tear down almost like John Gruden did. Mm-hmm. And Mark Davis is going to have to decide like, hey, you know, are these the guys that are going to be able to do it? And, you know, I think so- games like Sunday probably make it a little bit harder for him to, to, to hand them that kind of magnitude of responsibility. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It really is. Again, there's eight more games left in the 2022-2023 season, and Connor's piece is out right now, SI.com. It's unforgivable that Joshua Daniels Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday's Colts. Check it out, Monday morning quarterback action. Uh, anything you got coming out, Connor, that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, every day. You know, I would say uh, SI.com, and uh, as I tell everybody, subscribe to the magazine. It's the best deal on the planet. There you go. Hey, who couldn't use the best deal on the planet, man? I need to get the best deal on the planet myself. <laughs> so, uh, pre- is coming. <laughs> You're right. You ain't lying. It's already starting to cost me a lot of money. But uh, we'll definitely check that out and check out your work. Connor, thanks so much for uh, making some time for us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Connor Orr, SI.com, Monday Morning Quarterback, uh, at Connor Orr on Twitter. And, again, his piece is out as well. And, look, that's the – that's what happens, man. When you go two and seven, when you lose to a team in, uh, you know, in the Indianapolis Colts with uh, Jeff Saturday and company going into your home and knowing that again, like they, like I said, all week long last week, they have no business losing, and then you turn around and lose. I mean, it's going to be a lot of questions to be asked, a lot of uh, questions that uh, people want to know the answers to. And so we definitely appreciate uh, all the feedback we've gotten from Ed Graney, Mark McMillan, uh, Vinny Bonsignor, and right there, Connor Orr. SI.com. 445 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We got a little bit more time. We'll get some more calls. We'll squeeze some more calls in as we close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. I'm going to try to get through these calls fast and furious. I don't want to leave you hanging, and the show's going to get wrapped up in about 10 minutes. So let's go quickly out to the phone lines. Talk to Jared right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? The real, real, man. You're the, you're the real voice of the Raider Nation. Can't wait for your show every day. Okay, man, I am concerned. My concern is when they took over this team, they were thinking that they were going to come in, play some floorboards, start over, you know. And, uh, you know, you have an incoming call. What it looks like is that they found some termite damage. And how, how much happen? is this rebuild going to go to? And my concern is if we lose Derek Carr, man, we're going all the way to the studs with this one. Thank you for the call. I just want to know how another call was coming in. Oh, we all, we're all, let me take you behind the scenes here at the Underground Lounge. We all looked around at each other's phones like, did I do that? I'm looking at mine. We're all looking. I was like, is that you? Is that you? We all, like, like we have the secret sauce or something. Every single one of us in the building is looking at our damn phone like, was that me? Was that me? I did. I promise you. And I know that there ain't no way my phone is attached to this call. But I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Something going on? That was, man. I know everyone panicked right now, too, wondering who was on the other end of that call. Right? (laughs) Right? Right? What if that had been, like, you know, like the baby mama or something like that? You going to rub me my mind? Hey, hey, not right now. Not right now. I'm on the radio. I I can hear it now. Boy, I think everyone starts sweating a little bit. You know when you get that call and you're like, oh, man, who's that calling? Unknown caller, block call. That's what I thought was happening right there. I ain't going to lie. I got a little hot around the collar, man. (laughs) I didn't know who was calling. (laughs) That could have gone a lot of different ways. (laughs) Everyone had a little bit of pain. I bet you someone sitting at home right now was like, damn, was that me? I promise you. 
Oh, man. Robert in the 559, speaking of the baby mama. Fresno, what's up, Robert? Hey, what's up, Q? Hey, no, no lie. I thought my phone was ringing. I kind of looked down, too. I was like, hey, who's calling me? Am I going to answer or am I going to stay on with Q? That's right. I wasn't answering. Hey, uh, I wasn't clicking over, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if it's an unknown caller, I don't answer it either, bro. Hey, um, just real quick, I saw the interview with Car yesterday. I'll tell you what, I felt bad. I felt bad. I think that I, I really feel like he's probably on his way out. The fans, a lot of fans don't want him. They're blaming him, blaming Josh for everything that's going on. You can't fire a coach after nine games. Uh, I think Derek Carr is giving everything he can to us. He's been uh, here for a lot, what, nine years? Six head coaches. That's hard to do. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm a Derek Carr fan, as you know, and I feel like he deserves a chance to win, and I feel like another team would love to have him, and I think he would do really great. He's a fresh start, and uh, that, that's that's how I feel about that. I, I, it's sad to say that. I'm a Bulldog fan, and uh, we beat the Rebels, by the way. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan, and uh, just to see Derek leave is going to hurt, but I, I like him that much that I want to see him. Uh, I want to see him win, and being with us, he hasn't been able to do that. And he hasn't had a defense that's ranked, you know, less than what 20, 20 in the league. Uh, just going through all this, and everybody says we should have kept Rich, but man, no, nobody wanted to hire Rich in, as a head coach. So, well, I mean, why should have we? You know, I mean, I, I it's just a lot of blame game going on. But uh, hey, man, I love the show. I listen to you every day. I'm at work. I drive truck now. And uh, during, while I'm driving, I listen to you guys. So keep doing what you're doing, man, and hopefully we can get through this and go Raiders, guys. All right, good call, my man. Appreciate you. I'm still trying to figure out the source of that call. That was so funny. You have an incoming call. Raider Dave in Denver, close us out strong, brother. What's on your mind? Hey, man, I want to give it up to D.C., man. He dumped that guy who wanted to poke stick like dog poop, and I think juveniles only do that. Don't come on to Raider Nation Radio, the flagship, and start spreading all that about the owner and everything else. Look, this is a professional business. There are things that are tied at the hip. Ziegler and the coach are tied at the hip. They're not going anywhere. Carr and Adams are tied at the hip. They're not going anywhere. If there's anybody who's going to be going somewhere, it's going to be the defensive coordinator if he can't protect the center of the field. Every team's playing us the same way, and it's the same problem every week. And so I don't know if you think Sean Payton someday would want to come here versus Dallas or whatever down the road, but I just don't think it's even possible. The Raiders need to beat the donkeys twice and i'll be happy that would be <laughs> fine i'll see you at the game thank you brother good call man great way to close us out today on this monday here at the underground lounge inside the oyo hotel and casino see we can laugh together too that's okay laughing is a good thing but uh yeah good stuff and uh that's that's up next right that's up next denver seattle a couple ways a couple weeks away from uh from allegiant stadium so there's gonna be a lot of work that the the raiders have to put in to kind of get these dubs in we, we know Denver's got a tough defense, and we know Seattle's playing better than we all thought they were going to play. So these next two weeks are going to tell you a whole lot about this team, and we'll see what, uh, what happens from there. Let me see if I can hit a couple texts real quick. Uh, Vegas Pete said, if Butler falls on that fumble or Morrow catches that ball in the end zone, we win. Lincoln Kennedy said players will play for anyone, so the new coach wasn't a big deal. Blame McDaniels for players' mistakes. It's crazy to me. That's from Vegas Pete. Mailman Raider Max said, Q, rewatch the Matt Ryan run and play and see how many DBs quit on the play. It was disgusting. And that's all coaching. Um, Trey in Kansas City. Carr is a saint, but he hasn't been the same since he got hurt in 16. Just saying. Um, 
Also, a text from the 661. Q, it's your fault for this miserable season. Laughing my ass off. Having a Titan housewife, a uh, loving person working on your show. I don't see why all these people like blaming you. That's, uh, that's a funny one right there from the 661. We'll wrap it up on that. Uh, we'll be back. Making it happen again tomorrow afternoon, 2 to 5. Make sure you wake up with Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker, and Heidi Fang, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., the morning tailgate, and then JT the Brick will handle his business from 12 to 2. It's Radio Nation Radio, 920.